Good morning, Refuge Church. Uh, so glad that you chose to join us again uh, here online. Uh, you know, if this is your first time with us, uh, we hope that you uh, will feel God's love, hear God's voice, and be encouraged greatly today. Uh, it's been quite a while since we have been able to uh, join together here physically at the church. In fact, um, I'll be honest with you, it's getting to that point where it just feels um, abnormal. You know, I, I long for the day that we're able to come back together and be together as one church family. But I am so glad that we still have this opportunity that God's provided uh, to, to join together in spirit and in truth here online. Uh, for the next month or two, uh, I'm not going to preach any more new message series. Instead, I'm going to do what we uh, usually refer to around here as faith walking. Uh, we're going to put back on our faith walking shoes, and we're going to get back to just allowing God to lead us day by day and week by week on the messages or the topics or whatever it is that He leads us uh, to cover each week. So it's not that we're going to be um, preaching any, any less powerful messages to you. If anything, uh, we're going to go much, much deeper. Uh, this week, God's put on my heart a message that I believe that you'll find um, will certainly help you and, and could, could encourage so many others, and that is a message on limits. Uh, today's message is entitled, I Feel So Limited. I feel so limited. Uh, maybe you're hearing that and you just, you're smirking and smiling because uh, you can identify with that just as much as we can identify with that. And you're going, hey, that's where I've been uh, for the last many weeks or maybe months and, and especially the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, but I want us to begin by looking at what the definition of limit is. Limit, it is something that bounds or restrains you. A limit is something that bounds or restrains you. It is a point or a level where things can't extend beyond, or at least you can't get beyond. Never before in our society have we felt more limited in what we can say, in what we can do, and even in what we can change. Every direction we look, there seems to be just massive amounts of limitations. So we have to do two things. We have to learn how to deal with our limitations, and then we also have to know how to see beyond and live beyond our limitations. Limits, they can make us feel harassed, helpless, and if they stick around long enough and you don't know how to deal with them, they can leave you feeling hopeless. Limits, they can be bad, but there's also many limits that can be very good and very much a God thing. And that's something I'll be showing you today. This subject matter of limits is, is, is actually a very, very broad subject. I could certainly do an entire series of messages on this and, uh, and, and preach many different directions of this. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share with you a few ABC truths about our limits along with how God wants us to see beyond our limits. So I want to first look at the ABCs about limits. The ABCs about limits. First of all, letter A. Our limits are too many to mention. Our limits are too many to mention. While there are many things that maybe you can do, there are many things that you can't. While there be maybe many things you can change, there are many things that you can't. The longer you live on this earth, 
Uh, basically, the older you get, life reveals to you the reality of many limits. Every human being has countless limits. Look at Job 14.5. Job 14.5, he says, a person's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed. Listen, we don't determine the day of our birth and we don't determine the day of our departure from this earth to eternity. And we really don't control much in between, except we can either choose to seek our will or seek God's will. We can seek to trust in our abilities or God's abilities. But let it be, our limits are no match for God. You need to hear this today, that our limits are no match for God. In this season, in, in this kind of time of, 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 of true crisis and, and, and panic by many respects, there is a great temptation, especially if you sit watching the news and, and you just continue to scroll through social media, there's a temptation to become paralyzed in fear, to feel like the battle is already over, uh, that, that you might as well go ahead and wave your white flag. But hear this, regardless of our limits, God is never limited. Regardless of our limits, God is never limited. Luke 18, 27, Jesus said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Jesus said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Now, it's good to recognize your limits because you need to know where you end and where only God can begin. But you also need to realize that God has no limits. Listen to this encouraging word found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. I'm reading out of the, the message translation, which is a paraphrased version and, and giving us a better understanding of this passage. The apostle Paul says, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Listen, God will never allow more on you than he can handle. Don't get that confused. You deal with plenty of things. We are dealing with things that we can't handle. But God will never allow on you nothing that's more than he can handle. But let her see, you need to see this about our limits. Our limits are purposely allowed by God. Our limits are purposely allowed by God. God allows limits for many, many reasons. Uh, some limits protect us. Some limits stop us. Like, hey, you need to just stop right there. And then some limits, believe it or not, they actually propel us into the purposes that God has for us. The bottom line is this, though. Almighty God determines what can and cannot be done. Therefore, nothing happens in this life or will happen in this life that did, that did not have to come through God first, that God did not allow. God is always in control even when we feel out of control. Look at Proverbs 16, 9. It says, we make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So you can make all the plans you want. Listen, think about how many people made plans that COVID-19 has shattered. So we make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Proverbs 19, 21 
says you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Sometimes we're in an outright war with God because we wanted this particular event or this particular situation or this particular season to serve one purpose, but what if God has another purpose that may place limitations on you, but is still his purpose? So whatever your limitation is, you may not understand why it's there, but God understands the purpose or the purposes that he's allowed it. If God allows something to go on in your life or my life, you can be sure of this. It has a purpose, even if it looks to you like a mistake, even if it seems to be nothing but a barrier. God also promises this. God promises to use the good, the bad, and the ugly to accomplish his purposes for us. Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. One of the things I love is that, that, that I'm able to understand from scripture that no matter what season, no matter what day it is, no matter what age I am, younger or older, God, if he woke me up that day, he has a purpose. I just need to seek that purpose. But God promises to take everything and anything, even the chaos that is, that is just mounting up around us and maybe even within us, he knows how he plans to use that to accomplish his purposes in our lives and in other people's lives. Now, there are many reasons that God allows limits in our life that we could talk about today. But I wanna share with you five big reasons that God allows limits that we know for sure. We know these for sure because scripture tells us. Look at these five major reasons that God allows limits and is allowing them even right now in your life and mine. The first is this, God allows limits to humble us and to draw us closer. God allows limits to humble us and to draw us closer. God often has to break down our pride and get us on our knees in order to have our attention. God's goal though is never just to break you down, but to draw you closer to him. You need to hear that. I've often said to you before, God's not calling you to a religion. He's calling you to a relationship through his son, Jesus Christ, who died on that cross for you. Sadly, most of us, if we're honest, we don't really look up, not near as earnestly as, 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 as we would and we do when we are humbled, when all we can do is barely get up or we feel like we can't get up. The Apostle Paul, he shares with us some things about his limitations and his struggles, and he refers to these limitations in his life as a thorn in his flesh that God allowed to humble him. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Paul says, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Now, I could mention one or two big things in my life that God has allowed to just kind of be a continual uh, humbling point in my life. But, but honestly, I could think of so many things that, that even though I might not like the limitation or my, I might not like the thorn in my flesh, I cannot argue that God has continually used those things to get me where I need to be with him. Listen, sometimes 
God has to allow things to fall apart so that he can put you back together. God is always longing for a closer relationship with you. And sometimes he has to humble you for you to get there. In fact, humility, it is always a key component for walking closely with God. I want you to hear that. Maybe write that down. Humility is a key component for walking closely with God. Look at Micah 6 eight. God says, he has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Listen, in these times of uncertainty where you're sitting back saying, well, you know what? What does God want me to do? We know he always wants you to do this. He wants you to treat and act justly with others. He wants you to love others as he loves you. And he wants you to walk humbly with him every step of the way. He wants you to put your little hand in his big hand and to continue to realize he's the daddy, you're the son, you're the daughter. Listen, you can't walk close with God when you're full of yourself. You can't walk close with God when you're absolutely full of yourself. So sometimes God has to allow you and take you down from your high horse so that you can get down on your two knees. Look at James chapter four, verse seven through 10. It says, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. You know what that's referring to? Brokenness. Let there be brokenness. Over th- if, if you have things in your life that don't please God, you, you should be broken over those things because you should care more about what God thinks than anybody else thinks. He says, let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and let there be gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Many people say, well, you know what, God, if you'll fix this, if you'll do this, then I'll get right with you. That's not the way it works. You have to humbly let God make things right within you first. Listen, many are begging God to change things or people around them. And God is saying, I want to change things within you. Quit asking God to just change the other people or the other things. Allow God to absolutely rearrange your heart and mind. I thank God for the limitations and the trials that he has allowed and will allow in my life that bring me to a humble walk with God and bring me closer to God so that I can feel his greater presence, his greater peace and fulfill his greater purpose. But secondly, God allows limits to introduce us to his grace and goodness. God allows limits to introduce us to his grace and goodness. Anytime we run into things that we can't handle in our strength or in our knowledge, we are more compelled to look to a higher power, a higher strength, and to one that actually has limitless ability. The Apostle Paul, he really, really, really wanted God to remove this limitation or this thorn in the flesh. Look at what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8-9. through 9. Paul said, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. 
I bet you can relate to that. I know I can. Having things in your life, they've just been there limiting you, discouraging you, uh, frustrating you uh, for longer than you would like. And you're, you're, you're like, God, can't you just change that and then I'll be okay? But once again, what if God's trying to change you before he changes it? And he wants you to hear this message that, hey, right now, it isn't meant for me to lift that limitation because this limitation is helping fulfill my purpose in your life. And you're going to discover and you need to know that my grace is sufficient for you. Whatever you have going on, whatever your limitation, no matter how much you feel bound or restrained, my grace is sufficient for you. Listen, until you have to fully rely on God's grace, you don't truly realize his grace. That's why some of the most humble um, walking with God people I know, they have really been through some stuff. They, they've been knocked down. Maybe they've even gone to prison and they have found the grace of God. Some people go all their life, if they don't run into enough things and they don't really run into these restraints and these limitations, they don't realize how much but by the grace of God go I. Listen, it's only when we realize our desperateness and our limited ability that we personally realize God's amazing grace and his mercies that are new every day. The apostle Paul says, he says, my, my limits, they have introduced me to God's grace. And now I realize that God's grace is sufficient for me even when I feel outmanned and I feel limited. It's when we know that we couldn't carry on, but yet God continues to help us carry on that we fully realize God's grace. Until you have had to fully rely on the grace of God, you don't really understand the grace and the goodness of God. But thirdly, God allows limits to reveal his power and glory. God allows limits to reveal his power and glory. God's great power expresses itself the fullest in our lives through our greatest limitations. I want you to hear that again. It is through our greatest limitations that God's power and glory manifest themselves. Listen, when man cannot take the credit for things, and clearly only God could take control of things, and God shows up and reveals that he's still in control, then people are able to see his power, his glory, his strength. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 9. The apostle Paul says, he says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Listen, none of us like to feel weak, but we cannot take away the fact that when we are at our weakest, while leaning in to Christ's strength, we and others around us are more able to see God's power because we are so low, because we have used all of our knowledge, our energy, our efforts, and yet God shows through. Listen, Paul says, not only am I not hiding this weakness and these limits, I am going to boast about them. Now, some of you, you don't like that too much. You don't ever like to tell anybody that you um, don't have it all together, um, that you're truly struggling, or that you are as weak as pond water. 
But listen, the apostle Paul sets this example to say, hey, let's be honest about our weakness because in our weakness, it gives God a greater opportunity to shine in his power and glory. So the apostle Paul, he started elevating his weakness, not to say, hey, woe is me and look at what I'm going through, but he found it necessary to elevate his weakness so that when anybody sees God's goodness, they couldn't not see God's power at work in his life. Throughout scripture, God's power and his glory are most revealed when the odds were stacked against people, when there were major limitations, when it's like David versus Goliath and all you have is a slingshot and yet you slay Goliath. Listen, one time Jesus, he was asked um, why a particular man that, that, that he healed of blindness had to spend all of his life blind. They, they asked, they said, Jesus, um, is this man blind because he sinned or his parents sinned? And, and, and Jesus said, neither. In John chapter nine, verse three, Jesus said, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. Listen, what Jesus is saying here is this, this blindness this man had was a setup. This is a setup since birth so that God could elevate and reveal his power through that healing of that blindness. Sometimes God allows things in your life and it's a setup. It's a setup for the people to see that, hey, you know what? You reached the end of yourself, but yet God took over your situation. Listen, many limitations, even when they may absolutely make no sense to us, they are allowed by God to reveal through us his power, his glory. First Peter chapter four, verse 12 through 13 says, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering. By the way, there wasn't a day of Christ's life that he didn't suffer once he started his ministry. It says, these make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Listen, when you're going through stuff, when you're feeling limited, when you feel frustrated, it feels like nothing but chaos. And you, you, you definitely get disheartened when you're trying to keep your faith and you're trying to keep taking the next right God-led step, and yet you don't see the results you'd like to see. But when you see God come through, you get the privilege of knowing that you didn't do it. God did it. Listen, if you choose to stay faithful to God, God will be glorified in your life and in your situation. But fourthly, God allows limits to make us stronger in Christ. God allows limits to make us stronger in Christ. Isn't it true? that while our limits frustrate us, they also strengthen us. In fact, that's why you hear many people say, they say, well, you know what? If, if I could change everything, I still wouldn't change most things because this or that made me who I am today. There's some truth in that. What they're really alluding to is that those things um, strengthen them in certain ways, even though they may have hurt them at the present time. Listen, God often uses our limits, our struggles to develop our strength. They develop our faith. They develop our ability to endure things, not just a little bit, but a lot. We get to the point to where we're actually stronger 
with them and because of them. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, the apostle Paul said, he said, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Listen, don't look at weakness as always a terrible thing. Weakness is only a terrible thing when all you are is held by weakness. But when you know you are being held by an almighty God in the midst of that weakness, you're actually being made stronger by the day, by the moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, in the message paraphrase version, it says, now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. You might remember the, the, the scripture uh, in, in the uh, first uh, chapter of the book of James, uh, where James says to uh, take joy in your trials because they develop this and they do this and they do that. And, 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 and what he's saying here is this, you can get to this point to where instead of feeling like all the air is knocked out of you because of your limitations and your struggles, you're able to trust that God is doing something big and great in your life if you let him. You just didn't want to go back into the workshop. Listen, only God can turn your weakness into a strength. In this very season of great limitation in this world, Many of us, if we allow God to work, we will be stronger than ever in Christ on the other side of COVID-19. Listen, it is often, it is often in our greatest times of difficulty and, and weakness that we become stronger and stronger as we grow in Christ. I do want to emphasize that. If you don't take it upon yourself to keep growing in your relationship with Christ, you're just going to drift. You're just going to be led by feelings, and feelings will lead you straight off a cliff. Feelings will just lead you to react to everything you, you hear and you see. But if you're being led by faith in the midst of the struggle, God's going to grow you stronger than ever before, and your strength is going to truly be in Christ. Last but not least, I want you to see that God allows limits to teach us to trust Him. God allows limits to teach us to trust Him. Every moment God allows in your life, it's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment. And one of the things we must continue to learn that we never arrive at is how to trust God more. Listen, because some, sometimes you might've trusted God or learned how to trust God when you were a young child. You may learn, um, you know, after you graduate high school, you may learn uh, in this season of life or that season of life. But listen, every season of life is something new, is something different, is a, is a new challenge. So while we may have learned how to trust God through this, we might still have to learn how to trust God through that. Now, I realize that in God we trust is on every piece of U.S. currency. But right now, it doesn't look like many people are truly trusting God. God wants us to allow him to use our limits to de demonstrate that he is trustworthy. God wants to show you, listen, in this time of greatest uncertainty, that he is still certain, that he still has a plan, that you just need to trust him. You just need to wait and see. Listen, he wants to show you that only he can make 
America great again. The Apostle Paul in earlier scriptures, he, he, he boasted about his limitations, his weaknesses, as we talked about. He later tells us how his trials have taught him to trust God more. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. Paul says, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. How did the apostle Paul learn that he could do anything except through Christ who gives him strength? Because he had already been through just about anything and everything. From prison to the threatening of his life, to this trial, to that trial, to whatever thorns in his flesh and limitations he has. Listen, in the midst of feeling out of control, God will prove that he is in control. In the midst of feeling limited, God reveals that he has limitless power. And it's through these allowed limits that we learn to fully trust God. Listen, everything you go through is another test. And while that test might seem like nothing but a roadblock, it's truly a road ramp to the next stronger you. Listen, whether all hell breaks loose or things feel like heaven, whether we have everything or we have very little, God is still God. First Peter 4.19, he says, So if you're suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. I want to read that again. So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. Now listen, there's two different ways that we usually respond to our limits. We either keep trying to fight with God and, and, and fight for control, or we surrender our lives, as the scripture tells us to, su surrender the past, the present, and the future, surrender everything to God, and trust he is in control. In this world, you are going to constantly have many limitations, but God is greater than even your greatest limitation. God has purposely allowed every single limitation that you have in your life right now. And God wants to use your limitations. He wants to use it as we talked about earlier. He wants to, to humble you and draw you closer to himself. Are you allowing God to use it to, to make your relationship with him better? Or are you just operating bitter? God wants to use your limitations to, to show you his grace and mercy, to show you that he truly is all you need, even if everything else that used to be your comfort and your confidence is taken away from you. God wants to reveal his power and glory. You might not like this, but listen, I totally believe God is not done with this season of chaos. I do not look at it as a time to hold my head down. Sure, it's overwhelming. Sure, it's, it's distressing. But I know that God has such a plan. And if we as believers will stay on our knees and seek God's face and trust God through everything, God is going to show that he's going to make America greater, way greater than it was before. 
Listen, sometimes these things reveal things. It didn't that they created things. Things surface. We see how faithless we are. We see how divided we are. We see how much we need God. And then we get back to truly saying, hey, in God, not only do we trust, but in God, we must trust. Because did you remember what God did then? Listen, God wants to use your limitations to make you stronger in Christ. In your strength, you can't do much. But in Christ, you're going to discover that you can get through anything and you can do anything. And then lastly, God wants to teach you and me to trust him. One day, many of us will be saying, remember when we felt like our world was falling apart, but God proved that he was not done and that he was actually putting everything together. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, God, right now, Lord, we we come to you, Lord, asking for your complete leadership in our lives. Lord, Lord, for you to forgive us for where we failed you. Lord, forgive us for, for any ways that we've not trusted you or, 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 or totally surrendered things to you. God, right now, Lord, we give to you our many feelings of limitation as we come to you with great expectation. Lord, we acknowledge that we can only take things so far. Lord, we, we don't have all the magic words. Lord, we don't have all the strength in the world. Lord, Lord, we don't know what today or tomorrow holds, Lord, but you do. And Lord, no matter what happens, it has to come through you first, Lord. No matter what happens, Lord, it has been allowed by you for some purposeful reason. God, may you accomplish your purposes in us, through us, and around us. For it's in Jesus' name I do pray, amen.